Welcome to the Ready Yeti Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 234 of the Ready Yeti Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Delabono. Today on the show, we have the Director of Community for FeedUp, Daniel Scott. For those unfamiliar, the FeedUp Trainer is a device designed to help people practice and work on inverted movements in their yoga practice. But it really does have a ton of uses beyond that as well. It really is, I guess, a movement multi-tool. It's a really simple device that actually ends up being kind of impactful, and it was founded by someone really unlikely. Daniel goes through the entire story of how he personally came across it, and it's actually really interesting and brings a lot of color to the, the brand itself. Daniel Scott is what he would call a movement enthusiast, and that absolutely reflects on how he got involved with FeedUp. The way he got involved really is a story of one thing led to another. One theme that does kind of follow him throughout it is, for one, his passion and love of movement, not just outdoor sports or yoga or cycling. It's the movement that ties them all together and ultimately led him to feed up. It seems that his journey has really given him the tools to cultivate a community the right way. Or, well, whatever the right way is. For what he's interested in and passionate about, it's clear that this is a man who is dedicated to sharing what he loves with the world. And FeedUp is the perfect conduit for this. In this episode, Daniel shares his approach to cultivate and build a community what yoga and movement means to him, spoiler alert, it is quite a lot, and he helps map out what yoga is and how it's often misunderstood. This is an important one because it also goes hand in hand with communication, something that's absolutely important with building a community. Can't build a community without talking to people. Without further ado, let's just dive right into it. Here is Daniel Scott, Director of Community for FeedUp. Daniel, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Matthew. I'm excited to have a chat. Yeah, of course. So to start, who are you? Who is Daniel Scott? <laughs> uh, it's funny. I, I know I've been asked this question many times, and the interesting thing is trying to answer it slightly different every time while not straying too far from the truth. <laughs> um, my name is Daniel Scott. I believe in the power of trust. Uh, as far as when it comes to movement and creating a lifestyle based on building trust in order to move and feel better in our in our daily lives. So depending on what time of my life you ask me who I am, uh, the answer is usually I'm just, I'm just a person who really appreciates connecting people, connecting with people, and helping everyone on their journey towards feeling better about themselves. I like that. That's the first time I got like, a abstract like this is what i believe in response from that <laughs> usually it's just like i'm a person oh yeah i mean sure i work with feet up and i'm a cyclist and i drink coffee a lot and if you generally were to just find me in a random moment i'd be either outside doing something interesting or inside playing video games or hanging out with my wife and bird uh but you know there's a lot more to it than <laughs> a lot more to life than just the things that we do and who we are it's really just the as you said in the abstract, like, what's the point? What's the purpose? And then what do we try? Like, what's the, what's the impression that we try to make? And what's the, what's the meaning we try to take? Yeah. So yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. What is feed up? Yeah. Wow. Feed up 
it, as a company, uh, we design and we build and we created the Feet Up Trainer. The Feet Up Trainer is the world's finest inversion tool. It's actually like a yoga multi-tool for creating safe movement. Uh, originally designed as a stool that will allow one to do inversions without putting any compression on the head or neck. Um, being able to provide people a solid foundation to have more control, uh, more safety, uh, and more fun in their movement practice. Uh, from that, it has become a wonderful platform for people to explore the range of motion within their own body and their own movement practice, regardless of being in yoga or fitness or even mindfulness. And it really just gives people a, uh, a great solid foundation to enjoy movement and appreciate movement in a different way. Interesting. Was, was this the first of its kind? Like as, a, as far as like a supportive inversion? That's a good question. You know, I, so in his, in the history, in the history of yoga, generally the headstand has been referred to depending on the lineage as the king of the yoga postures. And, and generally it's just people supporting their own body weight throughout like with their forearms and their head and their neck which is not really something you, this was not designed to carry the weight so over the years people have found a variety of different ways to support that be it two folding chairs with towels on it or some stacked blocks mm. there have been other types of inversion like stools or trainers in the past i wouldn't call them trainers because that's our thing but there have been other versions of it but they're they never they they were they never had a great sense of safety they were always these like folding metal chairs that just had some kind of yeah. soft cutout on it and it wasn't designed for every body it was just designed for yogis who wanted to do inversions and that usually is limited to what the general expectant uh, expectation of what a yogi is or who a yogi is and so you'd have these things that were created for small people or for just a certain type of body and not everybody. And that's what really sets us apart. A, it's designed to be to like for safety, first and foremost, it's solid, it's well-made, it's comfortable, uh, it's stable. But and then, and then that function created a form, which is, it's actually a nice piece of furniture. It looks good. It fits into a living space and is not something you want to hide, but it's something that you just want to enjoy and be around. So while there have been other options in the past prior to when we started, and certainly lots of people biting our style on some way or another, no, it, nothing comes, and I, and I say this with great confidence, really nothing, nothing can compare to the original feed up trainer. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, when, when we first started working with the, you know, the giveaway, I, I actually got a chance to, you know, use the the feet of myself definitely feels like it'd be way better than just using like a couple of folding chairs and like a towel <laughs> well you know qualities goes a long way i in our opinion in, in our humble opinion quality means a lot not just uh, like the quality of what you get out of it but the quality of what's put into it and the quality of the build itself and i mean you know you might have a really nice looking pair of shoes that don't fit and that's just it's just rankly uh, it's just rankly uncomfortable you might you've ridden 
bad bicycles before, like, you know, just like old beaters versus nice bicycles. And th- th- it's it just a little bit of design and intention behind design can really go the distance in, uh, in so many ways to get people to enjoy their, their youth. Um, that's really what it comes down to is just trying to make something that is worth having because it, a, a practice, a movement practice is not just like an expense. It's an investment. Like you really want to invest in yourself and why not have something that you're happy to have and happy to use and happy to look at. And then also when you're up there, like, Oh, you don't even think about it. It's just part of what you do. That's why we do it. That. And I mean, even especially what you said about like, you know, who this is for, like, it's, it's like a perfect progression Mm -hmm. tool and like to support your entire body on just your neck and forearms. I feel like just to like jump into that is like, I, potentially super dangerous thing to do without like the proper support and like, you know, confidence. And and that really goes back to the idea of trust. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people feel like they might be limited by what they're afraid of. Uh, and so specifically when you're looking in a movement practice, specifically even with yoga, a lot of times the moment uh, your head goes low, you start doing an inversion. Well, so before, before we go forward, an inversion is defined as any body posture where your head is below your heart. So it's not just feet off the ground, like a headstand or a handstand. Uh, but it's like when you're in a downward facing dog or you're in a forward fold, um, child's pose, if depending on where your relation is, as long as your head is below your heart, it's technically an inversion. And so the smaller inversions, we don't really have so much fear in them. We don't think about them as inversions so because they're easier, so to speak. But it's the moment where you kind of switch feet off the ground, hands on the ground, or feet on the ground and head and shoulders on the, on the ground, like where you, just everything goes cattywampus, right? Like yeah. you stop breathing. <laughs> you're forcing, like you're in a position that your body has not been designed to, to, to be in. And whether you know it or not, there's a certain sense of fear, fear of the unknown. I'm not, I don't look at the world like this. So how do I, how do I find comfort in this position? I'm holding my breath. I'm getting, my body's all tense. And this is inversions for a lot of people. So, and then there's that possibility of falling, you know, and there's that possibility of wobbling and maybe hurting yourself. And so what's super neat about what the feet up trainer offers is that we take all the fear out of it. You know, yes, there's going to be that fear of like, I've never done this before. Can it hold me? Am I, I'm not strong enough. Well, there's so many ways to, to fix that. Like we, you put it against the wall and you can step into it or you can work your way up. Like you don't have to take your feet all the way off the ground. You bring your knees to your chest, get comfortable in those easier inversions with more support. And then from there you build the trust in your practice that allows you to do whatever happens. And so to speak to what you kind of originally brought up was just like, who is using it? We like to say, I like to say that the feet up trainer is for every body, you know, and not just everybody because yeah, sure. Anyone can try it. And, but everybody is given a better opportunity to do an inversion. People who are advanced, who can already do inversions are surprised with how much less work it is to be in the inversion. So you can spend more time exploring your range of motion for people who don't have that same confidence beginners or people just starting out might maybe not beginners to movement but beginners to taking their feet off the ground are generally become quite surprised at how easy it is and then how i want to say quickly but how much more confidently they can build up to a practice that makes sense for them and that's you know 
first and foremost, what we created this thing for, but then that's what carries you through on the rest of the feet up journey is just like, what's, what else is possible? What else can we do? And it's strange because it's just a little padded little chair. It's just a little piece of wood with some cushion on it. But man, so much cool stuff happens when you just stop worrying and you start doing. To add on to, I guess, the original purpose of Feet Up, you guys give people the tools to kind of expand what they're already doing. Um, I like that. Mm. So what is your background in? How did you end up getting involved with Feet Up? Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> I love looking back on, you know, it's one of those things that if you had asked me like 50 to 15 years ago, like, so Daniel, <laughs> what do you, like, you know, in, in 15 years, you're going to be a guy, a yoga teacher who represents a brand for inversions and, and, and supported movement. I would have been like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's a long, it's a long story. The, the short version of it is kind of what I had originally said. I just, I'm a guy who likes to move. I'm a person who believes in this, the power of movement. Now that started off growing up i swam competitively i was since i was six i just moved and i just loved feeling weightless and movement in in water and all this stuff and it did this for years i went through all the way through college once swimming stopped i had to do something but like objects in motion need to keep being in motion so i i did biking and running and lots of gym stuff and that was great and then i found yoga and yoga was awesome because at the same time all this was happening i was deep into my life my first uh, like iteration of being an adult a professional adult doing advertising marketing and project management for a variety of different uh companies while living in new york city and so i had my nine to five which was whatever company i was working with at the time and then my five to nine which was making sense of the rest of the first, the first part of it. And so when I wasn't working out or doing yoga, there was probably a lot of, I, I, I threw events and I, I was a promoter and I went out and I, you know, I lived in New York in my twenties. It was awesome. And there was a certain part where then the nine to five was sort of like, Hey, that pays the bills. The five to nine then like allows me to stay alive. So whether it was going out in kind of like, putting a bandage on the pain of being like a, the, a jobs or things and doing, I wasn't really super excited about doing or trying to put a bandage on the things I did to put a bandage on. <laughs> so there was a lot of like putting out fires, whether it was like partying and then doing yoga to like clean myself out. Um, that way it got to a point when I hit my late twenties, I actually left New York and I just, I sold everything and I moved, uh, well, I moved into a backpack and I went with some friends. I traveled to India and what I was originally doing was you know, yoga was an escape from my, my day to day. But then when yoga became the day to day, it turns out the escape was actually the escape route to what I wanted to do, which was just study movement. And so when I just cleared the table, I had a lot of time to do that. And I learned a great deal about myself. And around this time, I actually started doing uh, partner acrobatics and yoga and, and, and like Thai massages, became an acro yoga teacher. And for some people go, oh, cool, acro yoga, that's neat. It, it is neat. Uh, but back in the day, it was just sort of learning how to connect bodies with other bodies and learning how to understand, like, how to build community through, like, physical communication and, and, and trust. And so I taught partner acrobatics around the world for, we'll say, about 10 years. If it wasn't that, it was functional movement because I really enjoyed making bodies or like, unlocking bodies' potentials. And I had so many, so many wonderful aha moments. I would meet people who never thought they could do something and they could do something. And it was fantastic. 
And during this time, I met the owner of the company, FeedUp, which we'll get into. His name's Killian. Just a super, super amazing person. And he's like, Daniel, I think you get kind of where we're coming from. Would you be interested in learning more like about FeedUp and like taking some time to really jump in? And I was like, yeah, sure, a thing. I'll try the thing. I like working with bodies and people, but I'll try the thing. And I took the thing home and I played with the thing. And the thing, it kind of blew my mind that when you're working with someone else, you have to understand how to work with someone else. Uh, and generally, when you're working with someone else, that work, the understanding of working with someone else is really, you have to understand yourself really well and then be able to communicate that effectively while listening to someone else going through the same experience. But when you have a thing, right, the thing is a mirror. So if you're, it's not the thing's fault, you can't do it, right? It's just, and it's not even your fault, you can't do it. It's just, there's this opportunity to communicate or learn to communicate more effectively to yourself or with yourself on how to create something to do, like how to use something in a way. So (laughs) to kind of put a fine point on it, I had aha moments with a thing in my own movement practice, whether it was an inversion or simply just having it support my yoga or a fitness thing, a fitness routine in a way that I had not had with just any other tool or object or gear. And then when I started sharing it with others, I would also realize that the amount, pound for pound, the amount of aha moments I would see people having in class were just outpaced 10 years of teaching around the world to hundreds and dare I say thousands of people to who like were already in their body and having their moment. I would be able to bring aha moments to people who could, couldn't even sit comfortably because of a tailbone injury years ago, but then they were able to finally do Navasana. And just like the, the joy in release and relief, realizing that they're not broken, they just have something that needs to support them to do the thing that they need to do. And at the risk of sounding more hokey, I just believe so much in the power of, the, the healing power of, 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 of finding trust in something that you never thought you could do, that this, that's, what, that's what kept me, that's what, that's what drew me in. And you know, obviously I, I accepted the opportunity and that was four, three, four years ago and it's just been no turning back ever since. Like this is, there's a lot, the feet up, it's a simple thing, but it's really, really cool when you allow yourself to, to give into it. It's pretty fun. <laughs> There's some pretty amazing things to happen. It is kind of incredible how that kind of perfectly lined up with your journey and stayed, like, mm. stayed, in, you know, stayed with that mantra of movement. That's just serendipitous. Oh, the mantra of movement. I love that. Well, you know, movement is more than just like physical movement. I'm, so it's funny. I, gosh. So much like there is an art to doing everything, like the art of being silent and the art of cooking and the joy, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's where art is a noun and art is a verb. Same thing with yoga, right? Like yoga itself is a noun and a verb. And for me, yoga is being mindful in movement. The mindful movement of something is yoga. So a lot of people think yoga is asana. I'm doing my, my vinyasa, I'm going to my yoga class or like, you know, but that's cool. I mean, it's a physical expression of yoga, but the idea that one can be drop into their physical body or their mental body or their emotional body and be there and listen, there's a yoga to, to, to movement. And that's what I would really look for. 
anytime trying to work with just an individual is just trying to understand if they're in their body, how they're in their body. If they're not in their body, how can we get them back into their body? And once they're there, like how can we challenge it while at the same time embrace the rewards that come from just whatever you have at your disposal? And that, I don't know, that's, that's what gets me out of bed to do work. And that's when I go home and go to sleep. Uh, that's what, that's what helps me go back to bed much easier every day. <laughs> I love that. Um, th- so just to back up a little bit, how, how did the idea of feed up come about after you met Killian? Like Killian is a big man, big German man from Bavaria. So he, if you saw him, he, you might not think he's the type of guy who would be into yoga. Uh, he's a mountain man or a, like a hill man or a forest man. He, you know, he comes from a lineage of blacksmiths and carpenters. And he actually was, and he, but he loves yoga and he loves movement. And he's just, he's a very, he's very embodied in, in his approach to everything that he does. And so when he, he went to a yoga teacher training with a, at a, you know, in a local area where he grew up and he saw that there was a time when they got to inversions and they called it the king of headstands. It was actually something that really stuck with him is that why is a pose that is seen the king of, of, of all asanas, why is it only certain people can do it? And then even the people who do it, do it in a way that can potentially hurt themselves. And that he was actually, he tried the folding chair option. He tried some of the other options to see if he could like, cause he, again, big guy just wanted to see what it was like to be in a thing. And when he went up and tried the alternatives, he was not happy with how safe or stable he felt. And it actually in that instability and that inability to trust the thing he was working with took him out of the practice. So when he went home, he's like, I think I could do a better job. I think I can make something better than this. And he made something better that fit him. And, you know, went to the workshop, came out and poof, the original feed up trainer was born. Um, and, you know, he started selling it and started representing it locally first in Germany. And then it kind of took off like wildfire and it, it spread throughout Europe pretty quickly. And over the years, there've been, you know, small minor changes to the original design, whether it's slightly wider here or slightly more, you know, extended there or a different cushion this or a different piece of hardware or, 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 or you know, or footing for the, for, the, for the frame itself. But for the most part, I want to say lightning in a bottle, he struck, you know, he struck gold the first time, but it's been something that both stands the test of time and has grown because of a lot of community feedback. And so that's why, that's how FeedUp got to where it is today is that now it's an international, we'll say phenomena, uh, that we have communities all around the world and we sell all around the world and, you know, people really vibe off of this one guy's desire just to find something that made him feel comfortable in his body and then use that to support other people in their practice. That's, that's really interesting that like you, you guys basically like community feedback was the thing that helped progress this thing. Was it prompted? Was it just something that um, I guess the community came to Killian and, you know, feed up you guys all together and just said, Hey, this would be cooler. How would, how did you, I guess, keep in touch or like let the community help shape that thing? that's such a, you know, it's, it's, I can't say I know what it's like in certain other, you know, like for lack of a better term sports, but similar, you know, like when you, you know, you probably have gone skiing or snowboarding and, you know, there's opera ski and everyone's like, 
oh, what's that thing? You, oh, what, tell me about your, your gear, oh, like yeah, this yeah. kind of thing. You know, so Killian and the team that he had built through like where, where you know, other teachers who had started using it, spent a lot of time in classroom sharing it and teaching it and, and learning and oh, oh, like, okay, so this is, oh, this cushion is thick, but it's not comfortable or this, this fabric is strong, but it doesn't hold the foam well or this wood finish is, it's rough. It's not nice on the hands or these feet, like little things fall off. So let's fix that. Um, he's very hands-on and he, he never, he's always open. I should say he's always open to getting feedback and he asks for me to get feedback and he listens and that's, and he's surrounded himself with people who are very into the idea of not knowing everything. Like we know the thing that we know, we stay in our lane and we expand the width of our lane and the, like in the, in the distance that it can take us, but we can't, you know, we might be paving a road, but that road is nothing unless other people travel it and travel it comfortably and get them where they're going. And that's been a huge part of the, the community that's grown around it because we do, we lead teacher trainings, right? There've been over 20 teacher trainings, I think in Europe prior to even me starting. And we've done a half dozen in the States prior to COVID and we're doing online stuff. And like, you know, I, we all teach, like we have teachers who teach regularly. We listen to the teachers. We do our best to listen to everyone we can. We have a people, we have a Facebook group that's huge. We have a really nice following on Instagram and, you know, and other, our social media, we, we have people who listen and that passes on. And as we've grown bigger, sometimes our capacity and our ability to respond quickly uh, might, might get challenged, but we listen to everything because it's really nice to hear good stuff, but it's even better to hear like the, like the, the constructive because that's where we get the opportunity to grow if, if, if it's something we can do. So it's a huge, it's a huge aspect of, of the feed up that I know and love <laughs> is that we're just open to, to, to improvement all the time. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Plus, I mean, it, it's, it's just a good idea. And I think people can sense when a good idea comes about, um, especially. Hey man, yeah. simplicity. Yeah. It's what it comes down to. Just keep it simple. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's, that's incredible. So I, it that kind of makes a lot of sense. It it it, it really does go along with, you know. I I don't want to. I almost caution to say it, but like the yo the cliches around the yoga community, how it is like. Oh, let's talk about the cliches around the yoga community. I love it. All right, I want actually. Here's my question for you. What do you what do you, what's your opinion as someone who may or may not be a yogi? I don't know. Are you? Do you consider yourself someone who does yoga or a yogi? I don't know because I I do yoga and I like yoga, but like I'm not like particular like i wouldn't i wouldn't consider myself a yogi but i try to do it regularly Mm. because i like Mm. to do a lot of active things and i know i'm really inflexible and like there's i like the relaxation element of it like i I like it all Mm -hmm. like i may may not Mm -hmm. be so like the the spirituality from yoga doesn't necessarily speak to me but i like those types of things and i wouldn't just like discount it for no reason because i think that's silly too so like that's that's awesome that's a good way of looking at it yeah Part-time yogi, full-time mover. Yeah. Well, and so, and that's the thing I think that really is part of the feedback loop that we try to have or like the listening loop in that generally speaking, a lot of yoga marketing and yoga advertising and just the perceived yoga community that is shown to people that sells yoga clothing is not necessarily indicative of the people who are actually buying and doing the things that this is a, this is everyone, everything needs to look good. 
everything needs to look like it feels good, right? And it can be said that there much there is a type that is the yoga type. There's the this type of body, this type of lifestyle, whether, you know, oh, I'm the LA yogi or I'm the New York yogi or I'm the, the Bali yogi or the Costa Rican yogi. And there's a lot of similarities and there's some differences and that's wonderful. Generally speaking, the people who are shown in marketing and perhaps even marketed to as a result of that are not the people who are actually listening or need it the most. <laughs> and so one of the things that we really try to be mindful of and support and could always be better is appealing to the the people and the bodies who really use and benefit from the like the feet of trainer sure it's really nice to have to be flexible and get your legs up and do all the the things and stuff and things it's awesome (laughs) but how do you make like just a warrior one look good for advertisement, right? Like how do you make someone who's just had a really good meditation, like, like just sitting there with their like, namaste, like how do you convey just, oh, they, how good they feel? Like you have to show them doing something, right? And so there's a certain amount of what you show, in, you know, in a, in a lifestyle brand. And there's a certain thing about what you know and what it feels like. And so it's been a fun challenge to both honor what's out there while trying to invite and make sure that there's a space at the table for everyone who's doing it. So being more body positive, more, uh, more understanding of how different body types and different physical limitations are, well, I want to say limitations, but just how different injuries or different stories physically can result in different movement patterns. And so if you're in old, if you have less flexibility in your hips or more inflexibility in your joints, regardless of age or size or or background, being able to show the what you can do to support your practice wherever you are, we try to meet it. Or feed up tries to meet people where they are so they can get them where they want to go. And yoga looks really good when you have someone doing a handstand on the top of a mountain when there's like a sunset, you know. Bah! But like, that's not real. And that's not yoga. It just looks really nice. You have to ask yourself, like, how does this look versus how does it feel? And if, if something looks good and feels like crap, you can tell. Something looks great. Uh, something, feels, something feels great, but doesn't look that good. It's kind of hard to convey in a picture. So you really like try to strike this, this pose, this, this, this balance of just helping people, giving people the opportunity to make their own experience and see where it comes from that. I mean, since quarantine, it's not like you can go to, I guess, um, you know, yoga studios or whatnot. So uh, like many people, I've turned to like, you know, YouTube, like yoga with Adrian and all this other stuff. And there's that Mm -hmm. level of authenticity. One thing that do that doing yoga from YouTube videos has kind of uh, shown me. And again, like I'm, I'm have never been like the most consistent yoga person. Like I, I don't want to like, you know, Mm -hmm come from like the i'm coming from this place of like supreme knowledge but i did notice that when i left the studios where there i was with people i'm sure who were there all the time it felt like yoga was less of a competition and again this was also in new york city so i was with the new york yoga Mm -hmm. crew and it just it's Mm -hmm. interesting like that Mm -hmm. uh that culture shift in the yoga community yeah, there is no competition in yoga. People bring competition to yoga, but there's no competition in yoga because 
what's there to compete with? Yeah. Oh, I want to do a handstand longer than that person. Oh, I want, ah, I'm not as flexible. Oh, I can hold my, my forearm stand long, whatever. It's like, that's your own story. Right. Yeah. But the truth is we're all just trying to make sense of, of our, of this world through whatever we're doing. And it's funny. I, I cut my teeth on the New York yoga scene and yes, uh, it is, it's definitely a scene. I mean, there's a scene everywhere. And like, that's why you, when you find a studio or you find a teacher that really speaks to you, you listen. If you find a group of people that you like practicing with, you, you do that. And now that people are spending a lot more time at home and the yoga scene as that, as we knew it might never really be how it was. People are really having to renegotiate what it means to move for themselves, with themselves, even by themselves, while still staying connected to a practice that has up until this time been built on like, you know, in-person transmission. So it's, you know, you're now becoming your own teacher. You know, the teachers that we have are just people who now speak to cameras and try to connect in that personal feeling we will come back be like we'll have live classes again but people really now have this opportunity to to not question but to like really look into like why am i doing what i'm doing like what's the point okay so a lot of people come to yoga i want to touch my toes i got pain in my lower back my hamstrings are tight my neck hurts i spent a lot of time at a computer whatever the story is like there's something in there for everybody to try to help fix or unwind or just understand better. But now you have so much more access. Just you can do yoga for, for shoulders. You can do yoga for hips. Like so a lot of times when you go to a yoga class, sometimes you'll just get what the teacher gives you. But now as, a, as someone practicing at home, you can kind of pick and choose like the route. You choose your own adventure. There is yoga to that. There's a yoga, you know, there's a yoga in there, so to speak, for you being able to listen to your body and give it what it needs. And that communication, that com like that connection to finally asking yourself, like, what do I need to get to feel better in my body? That's an amazing skill that sometimes we don't often get because we eschew taking a class uh, for getting what we need. When really now you have this opportunity to give yourself what you need uh, and take the things that you need, take the steps you need to get there. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, especially cause you can do the whole a la carte. You're not like just with going with <laughs> the, I mean, right. yeah, I mean not that's, that's, you know, kind of what it is. I mean, I, I would imagine that like, you know, when you do the yoga yoga for specific areas, you're, it, it could be a piece of a bigger thing. Well, I'll say this. And so to bring it back to the thing that we're here talking about, right, <laughs> is, um, you know, having a yoga mat doesn't mean you do yoga. It just means you have a yoga mat, right? Having a feet up trainer doesn't mean you're going to do inversions or you use it. It just means you have it. Um, but like getting excited about something, uh, having, a, having an experience that feels appropriate or feels good that keeps you coming back for more is really, is really important. And also un, like, or, or stepping back from what you think a yoga practice should be like a lot of times, like, Oh, I don't have time for yoga. I can't spend an hour and a half with a class. Like I don't, I don't want to do the breathing. I went great. Do you have 15 minutes? Well then do this. Right. And so people get to renegotiate what their opinion is or their understanding is of movement. And so a lot of times 
you, people want to come and start doing yoga, but they, it's uncomfortable to do certain poses. Like I can't do lunges or I can't do this because I don't, I can't step my leg forward because my, my hips are too tight or my shoulders are too tight. I can't do a downward facing dog. Well, that's where this, that's where the feet up trainer really supports tightness uh, or, or inflexibility because it gives people more leverage and more ability to approach the poses so that they start working on here and you'd be surprised how quickly it opens up. And so when you take it to what I would consider to be probably like the ready yeti community in general, which is we're talking people who probably do more than one sport. And even if they focus in on one sport, I, I ride bikes, I ride my bike 150, 200 miles a week, right? So I'm constantly, you know, this kind of thing. I, it's hard on my, my mid back, my lower back, my shoulders. I can, I have a nice little routine I do every day when I come off the bike and I feel a lot better. You know, I, if I'm going and taking a run in the forest, you know, I want to get into my hips. I want to get into my hamstrings. And sometimes I don't want to just like fold flop in. I, I need to work myself in slowly. I mean, I have, there are people who, you know, snowboarding, it just hits you everywhere, right? Skiing, it just hits you everywhere. And sometimes you don't, you can't, you like, I just can't. I don't, want, I don't even want to try to untie my shoes or undo my bindings. So why fold all the way down to the ground when you can have this thing support you to get you there and then you kind of soften yourself into that. And so what's cool about the thing is that the thing, yes, it helps you do an inversion and you can experience the, like the benefits of that inversion, but can't do an inversion forever. You can do an inversion for 30 seconds to a minute, maybe even five minutes if you really work your way up to it. But while you're not doing that, you have something that allows you to do other things. You yourself, you're saying you like been playing with it at home. I work from my laptop on the ground on that thing all the time. It's a great sitting desk while I'm in a forward fold, my legs wide, or if I want to like adjust things up, or I want to like sit at a lower desk. This thing, it's like, it, it keeps, it, it's like a playground for movement and you got to get, you can, you can get really creative with how you move with this thing. And that's, what's been really fun to be able to do these weekly classes, uh, you know, we because we offer weekly classes for our community, and we and we listen to people on the Facebook group. Everyone goes on the Facebook group and try this and do this. We have an app that you know, new classes every week. You know, hours and hours, hundreds of hours of footage for people to follow along. The idea is just to create enthusiasm and give people opportunities to figure out for themselves what feels right in their body. And again, whether you're a yogi or not, you everyone feels good feels better when they feel good. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, do you, do you think the feet up trainer will be a common yoga tool? Like as common as like yoga blocks or like a blanket or a yoga wheel or something like that? I think so. I mean, I, you know, it's the, the, the yoga wheel, the yoga blocks, they're all great in their own ways. Um, but they are limited by their size and shape, uh, and also their stability. Um, I, I, I don't want to say I think we will be, we are, I mean, feed up. There's a lot of people out there using feed up. There's a lot more people every day learning more about feed up. Um, and what's, that's what I think is exciting is you don't need a lot of the other stuff or even a yoga mat for, for most of the time when you have just the feet up, it like, it really kind of becomes the all in one multi tool for, for yogic movement because you have a, you have a meditation seat, you have a bolster for when you want to do more relaxed yoga. You, do you need, you know, for bricks, if you use a brick to extend the length of your arm while you're in a pose, well, you all, you can use that. You can bend down in your forearm and it's comfortable. You can do back bends or back bending, very deep back bending with more support and more range of motion without worrying of something rolling away. 
because it's stable and not it's, a, it's not a, it's not a circle it's a square <laughs> there are edges but those edges allow you to really go deeper and, and cut a, a cut a closer uh, appreciation or understanding of how you move uh, in relation not just to that thing but just in general and that's exciting that makes a lot of sense um, yeah no I it it seems to be kind of like the the perfect multi-tool um even like looking at the the poster that comes with it you see some of the movements and you actually when it's one thing to actually have someone explain the feed up to you and the different ways you can use it but to actually even see it be like oh like that's so simple it's almost like embarrassing that i didn't even consider that this can just be used in this way um i thought that was yeah. really well fun. i mean i'd say for for anyone listening to this, you know, if you're like, oh, okay, this is a, this is interesting. I want to learn more about it. Like, just look up, like, you know, go to Feedups, our, our YouTube page. And we, you know, we have some free classes up there that you can just check out. And you might be surprised. You, people generally pretty surprised. Like, it's not just, I want to, don't want to say for lack of a better term, but when you don't do yoga, you have an opinion on what yoga probably looks like. It's that whole like home oh, shanti shanti, like everyone breathe in. No, that makes totally sense. And, that's on point. And that's a thing. And yeah. that's and that's a beautiful thing. And that is not poo-pooing on that thing. But not all yoga is your your mom's yoga or your dad's yoga or like yeah. your auntie's yoga or even the yoga that you see in the movies making fun of yoga. You know, it's like or even you or even just the like the pretty yoga or the yoga that speaks to you. Like there is yoga is so many things to so many people, but at the, the, you know, when it really comes down to it, if you are in your body, if you are in your experience, if you're in the moment feeling into what's going on and you are mindful of what is like, whether it's you are moving or what could move, that is to me yoga. And so a lot of people can kind of have their, put their expectations aside and then build their experience for what works for them. And then through that movement, continue to to just become more safe and stable and, and happy in that, in where they are with that. Yeah. And I mean, getting, even getting back to what you were saying with, um, oh, what was that? I, the, the point just popped into my head that you were saying earlier when it was like, um, I think we were talking about like what yoga means to you. Um, it's like the same idea where it's like you know like the like the verb versus the noun yes like the mindfulness yes 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 yeah. yes that's it um that was it yeah I like that um oh go ahead yeah i think people get really concerned and it's it's been a personal credo for mine for years you know don't worry about how it looks bring awareness to how it feels uh and as someone who does a variety of different movement when I, tr when I competed at a pretty high level of swimming, you know, I swam, I was a distance swimmer. So I swam the mile and that's 66 laps in the yard pool and you know, 30 laps in the meter pool or whatever. It's 1500. It's just a lot of like movement. It's just like a lot of just knowing where you're at, like having to go back and forth, back and forth, but being in your body. And I couldn't tell you, I mean, I can tell you everything about the whole event from like the splits, but at the end, I, I, it was just, it was timeless. It just felt when it felt right, it felt right. When I'm out on the road biking and I I'm tearing up a hill or I'm going down a hill or I'm just going through some, some switchbacks. Like I might be biking, but I'm, I'm, it's more than that. There's this feeling and that idea of flow when you're just yeah. in the thing that you're doing and there's nothing else but the thing you're doing, and there's no separation between you and the thing that essentially is yoga. You know, that's, I have many friends who snowboard and ski. I have many friends who 
all sports, all type of movements, just when they cease doing the movement and just become that moment of movement of whatever it is, whether it's physical or energetic or otherwise, for those of you who are hesitant to do yoga, like just remember, like you can find that when everything, when the brain and the heart and the body are all kind of working together, that's yoga. That's, that's the mindfulness. That's the flow. That's the cool part about all the things that we do. And this is just one amazing way, as I point to the feeder trainer, the feeder yeah. trainer is just one amazing way to get people have access to it in, this, in a smaller space and so without any sort of muss or fuss or fear. We're getting close to the end here. And with that, I'm curious. I have like a few set of questions that I always ask every guest. Um, what has been the hardest part about, I guess, building the feed up community? Mm. I think the challenge is making sure everyone feels heard and seen and at the same time holding like like that value that people contribute have it be something that supports the value that we bring to the table it, so it's a, it's a great question. You know, I, the quick answer would just be, you know, we constantly just want to keep growing. Like the biggest challenge is just trying to stay ahead of the curve, but it's not, it's not about staying ahead of the curve. It's really about just finding the best way to communicate the same thing to different people, to different ears, to different backgrounds, because no two bodies are the same. What works for one doesn't work for the other. And, you know, what might feel really good in one person's practice is going to just be the bane of another person's existence. Um, and that's not to say just because you can do it doesn't mean you should, or you should do it a certain way. And so giving people both the opportunity to do so much stuff, but then also maintaining guidelines and standards for safety uh, yeah. because of the differences between the, the, within the community, you have to be very clear. You know, if you have any sort of eye disease or glaucoma or like a detached retina, like extra pressure in your head, uh, in your eyes when you're doing an inversion is a thing, you know? And so maybe you shouldn't go upside down for a long period of time. I, I can tell you that I'm not a doctor, but so you have to consult your physician. Yeah. Low blood pressure, high blood pressure. There's contraindications for everything. There's precautions for everything. And we have to be, we want to be super clear up front. Like here are the things that you should, as a practitioner, know in advance. And this is not to say that it will happen or it could happen or even is going to happen, but just be mindful that these are things that one should be very clear on before you do the thing. Riding a bike is not like a, like some people hop on and they just never look back. It's just riding bikes. And then you need like, some people need training wheels. Other people just don't ride bikes. I mean, I fall once and you never do it again. Just because you can do something doesn't mean something won't go wrong. And that idea is really trying to create a safety net that is both inclusive to everyone that also helps people that guides people in a direction with compassion uh but also like a firm belief in we know what we know and we learn from what you tell us but at the end of the day we can just help inform your decision to do what you need to do and that's what we want and like that's the challenge is that people want everyone to tell them what to do yeah. So we'll give everyone as much support and feedback as we can. But when it comes to building a community, 
you just, it's a lot of listening, a lot of dialogue and just a lot of, of both creating space and then filling space and then also stepping back so other people have their space. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you, especially with the feet up trainer specifically in the yoga community, you're dealing with a community where everyone has a different idea about yoga. There's constantly newcomers who mm-hmm. think they kind of know, but don't mm-hmm. know They're again, like you said, it yourself, mm-hmm. different body types. That's a huge one in and of mm-hmm. itself. Um, so I could see the challenge. Wow. And you're just thinking about it. Yeah, it's fun though. There's, you know, that's the fun part I think is you can't be all things to everyone, yeah. but if you just know what you're trying to say and you don't like, we're not trying to cast such a large net by just saying everyone can, everyone will do an inversion when they do, <laughs> when they use the feet up trainer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone can and everyone hopefully will. Uh, and everyone, I don't want to say should, but everyone should feel that they have the opportunity to make a decision for themselves. And a lot of people, a lot of people always ask, well, what are the benefits of inversions? Uh, and it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to qualify slash quantify like the benefits because there's a lot of things that happen when you do an inversion that happens physically, just blood pressure changes or, you know, just how your body reacts. Uh, some people find space here. Some people find compression there and, and that's good, bad, or indifferent regardless of the, like depending on the body. But just because an article says like top five benefits of inversions doesn't mean they're actually the thing that happens. It's just, it's a lot of it's just conjecture. And so we don't want to ever try to sell something based on one person's opinion. So what we try to do is we say, here's something that could happen. Here's something that could happen. These are all the things that are possible, possibilities. But the only way that you're going to know is if you get to do the inversion and find out for yourself. So here's how you do that safely. Here's how you build up to it safely. Here's how you know, okay, so you want to do a, so your, day, your, your goal for 2021 is to do a minute long inversion. Awesome. You don't just jump in and try to hold it for a minute in this, oh, I'm going to pass out. Yeah. I'm going to come down. Like, here's how we get, like, we'll not only help you do that, we'll help you get there. And by understanding each rung of the ladder, you, you can trust the ladder as opposed to having just a ladder with two steps, the bottom and the top, and just hoping that you can run up in like American Ninja Warrior, that stuff. And that's not, that's not how we roll. We don't do that. Baby we steps. We want people to enjoy the journey. Yeah. yeah. Always. I, it's funny. That's, that's one of the more, I mean, that's like a life thing that I've learned in the past year. Just like, you know, why, like just be really good at the simple stuff first. Like take it, take your time, like with anything new. You can't go wrong. I mean, there's plenty of, it's yeah. No one's ever said, I have yet to hear, I should say, I have yet to hear anyone say, well, I don't know what happened. I was moving so slow and then I broke my arm. Like it's always when it's always when you're just when things go out of control is because you're out of control. Um, and sometimes it's cool to take the leap of faith. Like, yeah, I mean, that's how that's half the excitement of most like outdoor sports. Like, ooh, the leap of faith. Like, let's go, let's go kayak down that river, see what happens. I don't know what's happening at the end. Um, but you know, sometimes you end up, you end up having to like really trust in your ability to get yourself out of situations. And until you really build, an awareness and a confidence in your own practice, whatever practice that is, just as you say, like taking it one step at a time is going to be a much, you're going to get much more out of it because you know, when you put things into it in this way that you know where they go. And you could enjoy it too. That's the other, hundred yeah. um, it doesn't become, no it doesn't become like too much work. It becomes like the right amount of work, I think. Right. Right. 
Exactly. I love that. Um, what advice would you give someone who wanted to grow or start or just nurture a community? Hopefully all three. Well, uh, to go back to what I said originally, like have something to say, uh, yeah. be ready to listen and really listen, like really listen, not just wait until someone else is done talking and then say the thing you want to say. But like having something to say, like having a meaning behind your intention is really important. Uh, and if it's not, and if the intention is just to kind of, I have an idea, but I don't know what it is, then let that intention be like learning. And then but the best way to learn is to listen a lot when you put things out there. So between having the intention, taking time to listen and being both patient for when it needs it, but then also enthusiastically passionate about making things move. <laughs> Community tends to happen when there's a real excitement and when there's a real, when there's really something to believe in. Some it can, people come together. And if you're able to not just create that or identify that, but then at the all, same time realize it's not about you specifically, and unless it is about you and then that's politics. Um, <laughs> but if it's about, if, if you have, the intention and everyone else is in that same like in that same flow of intention it's just how can you make it about the other person right if you if your intention like i learned this from working with like in partnership like partner acrobatics is like if your goal is to be the best partner forever every like be the best partner ever then you'll always have someone to work with right they'll be like oh i want to work with you you're really good at i feel great working with you but if you're just like if you want to be the best and you're trying to do it in a, in a group setting, being the best in a group setting is hard <laughs> because it's all about you. So when you're creating a community, it's not about you. It's about the thing you're creating. So don't forget that. Love that. that I mean, hey, that, that uh, ends up being like the downfall of a lot of things. I mean, you, you try to create a, no, like you try to create a community based off something you like. And if you care about the thing you like more than the community, then and the community is saying one thing, then you know, at some point you're, there's going to be a disconnect. It seems that's I like that. Allow me to say that I have not always had that intention. I have not always been that guy all the time. I am, you know, I'm just, I turned 40 this past June and it took me a long time, <laughs> a lot of trial and error, more, lots of trial, lots of error. And I'm still something I'm learning, both as an individual, is just how to participate better within groups, how to listen better, but also how to be more clear with the words that I'm saying so that other people not just hear, but can be inspired to speak. Yeah. And, you know, when I have something to say, I want to say it. I want to step forward. I want to say it. I want to step back. I want to listen. I want to receive. Uh, and that's, as one, as, that's what works for me. Um, but when it comes to groups, it's everyone's just coming together and figuring it out. So if you listen to what people say, you might actually be surprised at what you end up saying back or what you, how you respond. And that's another thing to take into mind is that like, it's never going to be easy. It doesn't have to be hard, but it's, it shouldn't always be like the easiest thing ever. Like you need a little, you need to like be able to be on the edge of learning so that you can really grow as an individual within a group of other wonderful people. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, last question here for you. Daniel, what is the best part about being a part of Feed Up and just 
really leading the charge on the community development aspect of Vita. Hmm. Yeah, it's, there's so many things that come to mind that I just, I adore about the job that I have, the community that I, I'm part of and the, the team that I work with. And at the risk of sounding just like starry-eyed and, and like just, oh, just fancy, foot light and fancy free, like the sky's the limit. Uh, just full stop. But, you know, I work with a, I work, in a group, like my team is so cool. My team is so cool. Uh, when we want, like, we want to try something, we just try it. We mess up. Oh well, we'll, we'll we messed up together. You know, like we, I, like everyone wants to support the other person. Yeah. That's like within the company. We all come. We all believe in what we do. Also, really cool. Um, and it's you know we have a thing, and the thing is great, and we love the thing, and the thing allows us to create other things, projects, supporting supporting communities just helping as much as we can and at the same time we sell something and so everyone get like we we believe in what we we believe in what we do so much that we're willing we're able to to like not just put a value to it but to like be comfortable like there's a cost and a value to everything and we feel like the value far exceeds the cost but we're able to support ourselves by supporting others that's just one of the coolest things about working at feed up i mean the other thing is and this is something I've always, I have, I just appreciate about like movement communities in general is that, you know, I, there's always, there's always a person or a place to connect with. And like, I can get off a plane in another country, go to a yoga studio, be like, feed up, you guys want to try it? And people be like, yeah, why not? Let's try it. It's, there's, there's always just something like, Hey, you want to try something really cool? Like there are very, I have yet really to meet many slash any people who are just like, I hate this thing. <laughs> I want to meet that person because I want to see, I want to understand why, but there's something just magical about the simplicity uh, and, and, and like the playfulness and the, and the energy that can come from just being able to go upside down and not feel like you're going to die. I love that. I love being the guy who helps other people do that. It's great. Especially the not feeling like you're going to die part. I feel like that, is oh, man, that that really I, like I know it's the worst i that it hits at home <laughs> for me close i was thinking i was almost going to say you know who who would be like upset upside down and then i just immediately thought of like the like cliche like hanging over like you know tied up like villain off like the side of like, yeah right thing. Okay. Oh, yeah i'm sure if you have your if you're strung up by your toes that, that stinks and yeah. i'm sorry that's contextual though that but this is the but you know it's funny to that, <laughs> to that point, it's something that I had said about like just personally, another personal credo of mine is just live forever or die trying. And the idea is, you know, you know, we're, our time on this planet is unique to the individual and we should make the most out of every time, every moment. And at the risk of sounding, again, just like a yogi, uh, the 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 you know the energy that we bring to that moment to that to that connection that we have to the to the people that we're with and the things that we do is ultimately what people are going to take from it but then also it's like it's the it's the i don't want to say legacy that we leave but it's the it's it's the thing that we create is how we live and if we can embrace fear if we can embrace play if we can embrace 
experience and safety and trust and all of these things and bring them together and, and do just something amazing, one little amazing thing every day, whether it's an inversion or balancing your checkbook or going for a ride or doing the thing that makes you feel good, then, you know, I'm all, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here for other people to have that experience. And that's why I do what I do. And I think that's, I think that's why you guys do what you do too. Like you, it's, it's really nice to see a company that connects with brands that they appreciate and shares it with other people who want to find brands that are worth appreciating. Like that's, there's something to it. And, and yeah, we're all business here, but at the same time, we're in the business of happiness. We're in the business of making people feel not, if not even good, just better about themselves through building knowledge and experience. And I, I think that's, that's a great place to be especially how things are these day and age. So yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, you are the, like you, Daniel Scott are a great reason <laughs> why we do what we do. Cause oftentimes there are like people who are really passionate who just say, let's say like, Oh, I have a great idea or, Oh, I am a part of this like really cool thing and just want to share it. It's, it's less about, you know, um, it, it, from the last few episodes of this podcast in particular it's it ends up being less of the thing itself in this case the feet of trainer and more about the why or the passion or the cause behind it um and it could be anywhere from advocacy work to like you know i just want people to move and so like the the for these topics anything that kind of touches the outdoor space it seems it, i mean obviously for what we we cover there's so much room for to help people understand that there's more to it than just like the thing. Um, yeah. You know, that's, it means something to us and it means something to a lot of people. And we want to make sure that there is that connection in the right, like, Hey, let's understand why. Or, I mean, in this episode, it was nice because we kind of got to talk a little bit more about like specifically community and the yoga community and how feed up intertwines with that, which is great. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't even get that that like for i'm I'm a great example i don't get not a lot of opportunities to have deeper discussions on what yoga is as a community and even the tools that go into it so this is like a great look into that that's you're doing a great job and i am grateful and i'm grateful for the opportunity to connect uh with your audience i'm grateful for the opportunity to to support and you know to anyone listening to this you are more than welcome to reach out to me however you'd like. Um, I'll be honest, my email is daniel at feedup.com. If you have a question, ask me a question. I want to answer your question. I want to know your question. And that goes for whether it's someone on the Ready Yeti team, someone in the Ready Yeti community, anyone who's listening to this, if, if you heard something that is interesting or you've liked or you disliked or something, I want to have a conversation with you about it because how else are either of us going to learn about the thing unless we have the conversation about the thing <laughs> yes and that is the thing actually i was just about to um to actually mention for anyone else who's listening who beyond emailing daniel wants to connect deeper to the feed up community or learn more uh where what is the best way for listeners to find that out feedup.com f as in frank double e t u p.com feet up um that also that's a good place to start we also have instagram you can find us at feed up <laughs> um youtube is feed up international uh 
youtube.com slash feed up. Basically anything.com slash feed up within reason should work. Um, if you are interested in about seeing more about how our community members use the thing, Instagram is great because a lot, there's a lot, we have a lot of action on that. Uh, our Facebook community group is called feed up community on Facebook. And it's a wonderful place to both see how other people use it. And at the same time, uh, kind of see and experience like people from around the world. We have a just posting from all over the place. So it's a good chance that wherever you are here in this, uh, there might be someone nearby who might be able to get, help, help you try it out. Or if you're willing to take the plunge, you know, go, go to the website to watch some videos, check us out, send me an email or, you know, I don't know, ask, ask and you shall receive. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you heard it, everybody. Ask. That's it. Daniel Scott, thank you so much for coming on. That is the thing. Appreciate you. I appreciate you back. And I look forward to, uh, I look forward to seeing more from you guys. Thank you so much for your time. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.